You're listening to The Gamer Podcast. I'm Eric from the Gamer.com editorial team, and this week we've got news about Cyberpunk 2077, the Sonic Anniversary concert, Halo Infinite, and rumors about Bioshock 4. We'll also be discussing the most underrated games of 2021 and reading listener submissions. Let's go! It's a me, the gamer. <laughs> it's it, it still baby. It love made me laugh the first time. <laughs> I just started the show twice, and nobody laughed the first time I said that. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm here with my gaming pals, and it's Izzy Vanderveld. Hello. And George Foster. Hello. And Jade King. We love gaming. Hello. Hello, everyone. Y'all want to talk about the news? Let's do it. Boy, do uh, I. Okay, first story. <laughs> the uh, this is the most recent one on my list. Uh, Sonic's anniversary concert with Steve Aoki was yesterday, and everyone hated it. I heard it was like people like it's not Sonic enough, but Sonic's garbage. So surely, like, we just got a bunch did of hate mail. <laughs> did anyone see it? I saw. No, it. I, 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 I didn't watch like? the whole thing. Okay, so it was a like uh, it was a VR thing. So if you watched it like on your phone, you could like move your phone around and look around the set. But uh, it so it was a virtual uh, set that looked like Green Hill Zone, and uh, it was only one eighty. Like you could only look one direction. The rest of it, it just like went to black if you tried to look behind you. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty low budge, but the whole thing is was pretty low budge. So it looks like Green Hill Zone. Steve Aoki is mixing and turning. He's he's ripping and flipping, as they say. He's uh, playing playing his like club music or whatever. And then there's just like these really shitty 3D assets of like Sonic and Tails doing like breakdance moves but they <laughs> they look they look like like the dreamcast models of them and yeah so he's not doing sonic music i think i didn't watch the entire thing but i think he does like one sonic ish song and the rest is just his like like tired old man club music you know <laughs> so what was the point? Uh, did he forget like where he was like he's not he's not like he doesn't have like a microphone and he's not like saying any, you know, he's not like, yo, let's go Sonic. My boys, <laughs> happy anniversary, Sonic. He's just like looking down, doing his turning, flipping and dipping. Uh, it's not like any Eggman stands out there. Like he, he's, <laughs> he's not getting into it. Who wants to see knuckles his feet? Like he's, he, yeah, he's not with the fans. It feels oh unusual God. that they did it that way. Sorry. I'm looking at this now. Um, <laughs> is it bad i haven't seen it it's just the uh the sonic literally just bopping his hand to the beat i'm trying to do it without my camera on but this is yeah bad it's yeah we this is not this is not a hot take but sonic is horribly mismanaged by sega oh yes yep. to an almost bizarre degree it's sonic is so huge to this day and really shouldn't be like it it's as if sega did everything they could to ruin sonic for the last 20 years <laughs> like the yeah like since sonic sonic adventure 2 there's probably been like three good games and that game came out about 20 years ago just <laughs> all of it I, I i quite like sonic but i feel like 
He's yeah, like Star likes Wars. Sonic. He's like Star Wars in a way where everything except for like the main thing he's known for is really good. Like all the comics and the fan stuff is really good, but then you actually like look at what Sonic is and it's like, uh, why do I like this again? Yeah. Sort of Star Wars as well. Yeah, you're right. The Son- the Sonic comic books are very good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. I so... the as a kid. Oh yeah, totally. I loved that show when I was a kid. I, I don't know. I don't. I like. Obviously, no. They're not going to give up Sonic. It's like mostly what all they got. I know that they they have like really popular RPGs these days too, right? But I mean, Sonic's their boy. They're not going to lose Sonic, but it, and it's just such a shame because everything they do with him is a pile of shit. But do you think like Sonic? Because I know the Sonic games sell rather well. So do you think it's a case of we can keep making? relatively mediocre sonic games he'll still yeah. maintain the same level of like cultural significance because like sonic force they made sonic boom which was garbage then they made sonic yeah. mania and you thought oh maybe maybe they maybe they're onto something and then they made sonic forces and like it came full circle and now they're just making garbage again i haven't seen the movie yeah. but which i've heard is fun so it's they're going in the right direction with that but God, yeah sonic, yeah the movie's good. I'm sure the next one will be good and make tons of money and keep Sonic on the radar and keep shitty Sonic games coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing with Sonic, this is a little bit of a tangent, but you know that thing where like there's a movie that's really bad or a game or a show and it's terrible and you're like, wow, this is terrible. And then someone says, oh, but it's for kids. Mm. No, that's like, not an excuse. Like the bar is like so low. Well, Jay knows this. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jay watches shows for kids all day, every day. Excuse me. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, but you are right. Like, just because something's for children, like, people can say that about a lot of games and animation. Like, it doesn't mean it has to be bad. Like, the stories and characters in those things can can be very meaningful. But that feels like a, a disingenuous, disingenuous write-off for Sonic. Like, all, like, right. shit stuff. Oh, it's for kids, so it, it's okay that it's garbage. Like, I don't know. Right. Pixar films are made for kids. Yeah, like Pixar films are made for everyone, especially kids. And like, they're some of the best like animated films out there. Also, exactly. I, I'd argue that Sonic games are now made more for like the thirty to forty year olds that can't let go of their childhood <laughs> rather than like childhood now. You know, I mean, I would argue that Sonic games aren't made for anyone because they're so bad. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I, I've got nieces and nephews who are like ten, and they know who Sonic is. Like, uh-huh. they're not they're not going around saying like. Sonic Forces was garbage, but like they've seen the Sonic, they've seen the Sonic movie, and I think with this concept, perhaps it was watched by the people that George mentioned. They're like, "This isn't my Sonic. Like, this isn't what I wanted to see." I'm like, of course it isn't. Sega doesn't give a fuck about you. Like, oh, <laughs> that's... Yeah, it's. I mean, at least it's funny, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Because the last one was a laugh. Because I remember. Yeah. Didn't they like give the mic to someone in the crowd and he screamed or something? <laughs> I remember that being a meme. <laughs> no, but I hope that happened. I don't remember that. Um, moving on. Dying Light 2 has yeah! gone gold. George is very excited. I am. Uh, the This is news simply because this game has been delayed so many times. Mm. This is this was, like cyberpunk levels of getting delayed over and over. Um. So it's definitely coming out on the first week of February. I don't remember sixth, maybe third, maybe. Um, we just we can both just guess numbers all day, but I, yeah. I <laughs> Think well, maybe? it was either the first or the second <laughs> or the third. 
yeah, so um, we talked about Dying Light 2 a lot two weeks ago. The fourth. <laughs> I was so knows? close. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'm pretty sure the first thing I said in that conversation is there's no way this game is getting delayed again. No, it couldn't. So, it was a cyberpunk so. situation where it had been pushed back so many times yeah. that they couldn't delay it again. Yeah. Um, so it's happening, uh, and I, I'm very excited. Uh, if you want to hear a ton about Dying Light 2, that was uh, two weeks ago. George and I went through it. But mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about this anti-scalping bill. Um, I know this is a U.S. thing. And not a UK thing. But uh, it's interesting to me for a few reasons. So basically, this is a new bill in Congress sponsored by four Democrats. It's called the uh, Anti-Grinch. <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. Stop Grinch Bots Act. And the framing of this, because you have to dumb everything down, for con- especially when it comes to like technology. Yeah, for old like, boomers, you need to. Yeah, like, you have to like it. really dumb it down in Congress. So the concept is that scalpers are Grinches, and they're ruining Christmas by, you know, buying everything we want and then selling it back to us for exorbitant prices. And to stop the Grinches, we have to uh, uh, make new laws, make a new law to so basically that it, it's illegal to circumvent the uh, "Are you a robot?" Uh, security that websites use to actually make it a crime to, you know, find a workaround for that stuff. Mm. Um, It's interesting because, uh, you know, this kind of stuff affects us a lot in the game industry a lot because of consoles and video cards. But uh, obviously it's much bigger problem than just uh, for gaming, if if we're talking about this at a congressional level, right? Mm. I mean, I, I've done a bit of like Christmas shopping, and there's been some stuff. I know this is like still gaming related, but the uh, the Mario Kart Hot Wheels thing. Have you get you guys have seen Mario Kart Hot Wheels, right? Do you mean? Oh, the... do you mean that AR game thing? No, 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 no. You uh, mean literally like Hot legit Wheels. Hot Wheels? You mean literally Hot Wheels tracks? Oh, so, we didn't, no, I didn't know that was over here. I'm not sure. We so do, they've but not done, like they've done like half of the tracks in Mario Kart Deluxe as Hot Wheels tracks. That's sick. <laughs> and yeah, and like uh, unlimited collectible characters. They do blind boxes for all the Yoshi's. Like it's a whole system. Anyway, that's that's basically this year's Tickle Me Elmo. If you're if you're born <laughs> in the nineties, <laughs> and, and you know that. Uh, moms in walmart were punching each other in the face so you tickle me elmo hell yeah uh yeah so that those are you know twice as expensive online as they should be in the stores you can't get them on amazon walmart targets web like there you can't get them anywhere but you can sure as heck get them for twice the price on ebay um so this is this is a, a a much bigger deal than i thought it was Obviously, it's a really big deal, but I thought that this was very specifically like a uh, Xbox, PlayStation, GeForce. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we always see our stuff get scalped, but 
I guess I didn't realize that. Of course, everything's getting scalped. Like, doesn't it know, happen with Pokemon cards? Like, wasn't that a oh, big yeah. deal? Like, cool. people rushed into Walmart like at opening time to steal the rare sets because I saw some videos on TikTok, I think, where people were just ripping the places because some some mm-hmm. independent stores put like bespoke limits on how much you can buy, or like owners would take the ones they knew probably had rare stuff in before people could oh, buy them. Like, it's, it seems quite rotten. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, no telling how legislation like this is going to have any kind of impact at all. Like, I don't know how you actually catch somebody or like. Well, the thing is, Eric, once something becomes illegal, people stop doing it. You're right. It's against <laughs> it is. The law. It's no, not, yeah. You don't see that anymore. <laughs> because once it's a law, then God can see you doing crimes. Yeah. Murder illegal, mate. Don't do it. <laughs> you can't do that. That's illegal. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, you know. But let's not forget who the real enemy is, right? Capitalism. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about with cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, we're at the. I guess we're past the one year anniversary, right? Or didn't it? Did it come out right at the beginning? December tenth, I think. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be yeah. next week. Yeah, so we're a year into Cyberpunk, and there's a few things going on. One is that it was half price on Steam for the like Black Friday sale, and this led to a whatever the opposite of a review bomb is. <laughs> a review a, hype. A review hug. <laughs> oh, what do they I call like it? When you... Oh, let's call it hug. <laughs> a review <laughs> hug. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's very cute. Uh, yeah. cyberpunk is now overwhelmingly positive i need to check it's either mostly positive or i'm looking right now it It went from it went from mostly to very it might even be overwhelmingly now so recent is very with twenty seven thousand reviews and total all reviews is mostly positive with four hundred thirteen thousand. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, a, a huge turnaround for seemingly like nothing. It, it's not as if this is connected to like one big patch that fixed it all. Mm. You know, this is just like chipping away at it over the last year and also just PC being the best version of it all along. It's, it's yeah. also because it's cheaper. That's why people are happy because they're paying less for it. Right. But, See, but yeah. Games go on sale all the time. Like it's still on sale for the next half hour. Don't miss out. Quick. Uh, but but yeah, like games go on sale. Like that doesn't that never leads to a huge spike in positive reviews. Um. So that's weird, right? Oh no. But like reviewing that game even a year ago on a high end PC, like it is a it is a really solid RPG. So I could see why people would be giving it good reviews. But as you said, like. A bunch of games probably had discounts that align with what Cyberpunk had in the past week or two, and probably didn't see the same trend there. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not on PC gaming very much. Cyberpunk's good. I, yeah. I've always said it. It's a good game. I think if I think what probably happened was everyone who was really, really hyped to play it, because obviously CD Projekt Red did such a job of marketing it. Everyone who played it when it came out, it just wasn't what they thought it was and so when your expectations are so high they probably like that probably soured their reviews but oh, then yeah. the people who were kind of just like ah oh, whatever I'll, I'll give this game a go 
did play it and just thought, yeah, this is a serviceable RPG. Like it's good. Like it's 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 good. I don't really see the issues with it. And just played it, had a good time, put it down, didn't think about it anymore. The perception of value as well. Like twenty five pound is a sight lot less yeah, than fifty sure. when you're buying a game like that. And it's a lot less than sure. the collector's edition. I tell you that much from experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we we had an update from um, uh, one of those like annual financial meetings that always seem to happen uh, this time of year. And basically, we uh, found out that they're s scaling back on support uh, for Cyberpunk and moving people towards developing the expansion. Hmm. Uh, which I don't think will should surprise anyone. Of course, there's going to be expansions. I guess. Uh, I, I that's that's some indication that the state it's in now is pretty close to where it's going to continue to be. Right. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's fixed enough. That's <laughs> sad, though, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it will do. Like. Quickly put on sale. Well, there's things that can't again. be fit. There's things about it that just can't be fit. Yeah, there's yeah. there's things at a fundamental design level that they can't yeah. change about that game. Like I think the, right. the next gen ports were originally set for summer, but now they're coming out in the spring. Wow. So that's a big jump. So they're clearly mm -hmm. taking their time to make sure they don't mess this up a second time. But they will. Do you reckon we'll get a big patch with the the next gen ports? Like get new features, like actually being able to you know, change your hair and tattoos and like a third. I imagine they'll treat thing. it. They'll treat it as a relaunch. I think essentially. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Did they? Did yeah. they not add in like haircuts and stuff like a couple of weeks after? I, I remember seeing like got so much shit. Like surely they would have changed that quite quickly. If they haven't, then oh my god, <laughs> that's bad. Next gen one, next gen version on Game Pass. You never know. Yeah, I I do want to wait for the next gen version, but I am, honestly am feeling compelled to revisit it now. Uh. You know, a year later, I didn't mm. finish it. I mostly played it on Stadia, which is yeah, oh, okay. my favorite way to play games. Yeah. Um, but I grabbed it in the sale, so I, you know, I'm a hype monster. I have to just do <laughs> what everyone else is doing. It mysteriously appeared on my PS4, and I think my housemate bought it in a fugue state <laughs> late one night because he has yeah. no memory of it. But I came upstairs one morning. And he was passed out on the sofa, and Cyberpunk was downloading on my PS4. So uh, <laughs> maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was Johnny Silverhand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't see him. You know. Yeah, he's living <laughs> in your PS4. <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I mean, I know the PS4 version is meant to be the worst version of it to play. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. For for funsies, I think I'm gonna mm -hmm. do it, considering I apparently bought it. So. I wouldn't even, man. I'd save it for like when, <laughs> nah, like I on, wouldn't. A, on a decent console. Because it is, it, like I said, it's a decent game. It deserves a fair shot, I think. Yeah. I don't think, because yeah, the base console versions are fucked. Yeah. Even yeah. now. Yeah, never should have come out on, on uh, last gen. No. Uh, I wonder when we're going to start seeing more games not coming out on last gen. We should have seen that That's for Battlefield, tell you that much. <laughs> I imagine it won't be until the like stock of the consoles normalizes because oh, developers and publishers can't take the risk of a game that costs like 50 million dollars only releasing on a platform that i suppose relatively is, still not a lot of people own is yeah, elden ring going to be on last gen yes, yes. but that's just a dark oh, wow. three engine really isn't it so i guess mm. it's not too yeah. hard 
Um, okay, we have a couple Halo things to go through. One is the XP has been increased once again. So, Thank God. Uh, so we've we've just entered week three of Halo. At the beginning of week two, they changed it so that you got 50 XP at the end of every match instead of this weird staggered thing where you would get uh, you would get like 100 after two matches and then 100 after three matches and then 100 after four or something like that. Uh, now they've changed it once again so that your first match of the day, you get 300 uh, and then 200 and then 100 and then 100. Basically, in six matches, you'll get a full level if that if you don't complete any other challenges. Mm. Um, and it's sped it up a lot. I um, I used a booster yesterday in and managed to like knock out a bunch of challenges in like two games and got basically two levels in two matches. Yeah, cool. same for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's not the problem. Like speeding it up is making people feel better right now, but then now we're just going to finish the battle pass in four weeks and wonder what to do for the next five months. Yeah, that's my concern. Because this this debut season lasts until May. And yeah. considering <laughs> that over the course of six matches, you can go up a level each day, you can easily clear 100 levels with that battle pass. Right. This is yeah, it, con controversially, but I'd rather that. Like... I kind of just like the numbers going up and having a bit of, bit of serotonin. But, that, but those numbers will stop going up, George. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to stop going up. <laughs> That's the point. Oh, yeah. And then you won't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, you like it right now. That's the thing. Oh, damn. Um, it's got the perspective it, of a drug user. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that it more than... It, this is an important thing that they're doing, not because it solves the problem, but because it shows an initiative to address yeah, feedback. Yeah, they are quickly. doing something actively. Yes. They're constantly talking with the community. And we've seen other live service games like Marvel Avengers die because right. they go into they go into hiding until they've got something worth showing. Like, mm. I think you wrote this on a piece that's going up soon. Yeah. Right? But it's a case of engaging with the community, like regardless if like, they seem apathetic or annoyed about something, to say that you're changing things and things are going to get better. I think people uh -oh. will stick around because of that. Something I'm sorry, I have, I have to cut in. We have breaking news. No, <laughs> oh god, this is uh, awesome. yeah, I know this has never happened. Unfortunately, this isn't going to be breaking by the time you hear it. But as we're recording, uh, Respawn has announced that Titanfall One is getting delisted. Oh no, I love Titanfall sale. One. So, be because Titanfall One has been unplayable online for years. Yeah, yeah, um, and the the player base has demanded that it be taken offline. If like if they're not going to fix it, then they shouldn't be selling it, and uh, that's true. And respawn has finally agreed. Here, I'm going to read the statement. Pilots, Titanfall is part of our DNA at Respawn. It's a game that showcased the ambition of the studio when it was first released more than seven God seven years ago. Jesus, I've turned into dust. Uh, it continues to be a beacon of innovation that we strive for in all our games. We've made the decision to discontinue new sales of the original Titanfall game starting today, and we'll be removing the game from subscription services on March 1st, 2022. We will, however, be keeping servers live for the dedicated fan base still playing and those who own the game and are looking to drop into a match, which is impossible. Uh, rest assured, Titanfall is core to Respawn's DNA, and this incredible universe will continue. Today in Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends and in the future. This franchise is a North Star for the caliber of experiences we will continue to create here at Respawn. Damn. Jesus. 
Call and have Titanfall. At first, yeah. I, I panicked and I was like, oh my god, Titanfall 2 as well? Like, that's going to suck. But I, yeah, I, 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 I kind of get this. Like, as well. you know, Titanfall yeah. 2 is the. It sucks, but. Yeah. Instead of addressing some of the issues that players have brought up in the past year, they've just decided to delist the game. Uh, which I guess right. it's a nuclear <laughs> option. <laughs> yeah. It's. It is better than doing nothing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it is not the solution we would have liked. Um, but you know what? Like, how much dev time can you invest in a game that has such a small player base? It like, came out seven years ago. Like, that's, and that's has a their, fingers are in, their fingers are in other pies now. Like, no, the, no, <laughs> like that was the best like yeah. terminology to use. Get your but... mind out the gutter, Jade. <laughs> not that kind of pie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, We're a class act here. This is just how live service works, you know. Yeah, it's sad. Nothing can but... last, especially um, when you've got a sequel and Apex. Like, yeah, that, we'll that's get time why for I'm, yeah. That's why I'm sort they... of like I'm nonplussed by this because it to me it is just that's a smart move and the sequel exists. You know, I'm surprised right. it was even still up. As weird as that sounds. For sale? Well, you know, that's not... The developers can't do anything about that. No, know? no, no. I mean, like, I'm surprised the servers were still on. I'm surprised they didn't just go, eh, Typhoon 2 exists now. Oh, oh yeah, you can't find a match. Like, Yeah. Yeah, all, the matches are just bot, cheater. Like, they're, it's just an unplayable game. I think there was, like, 20 people playing the last time I checked a few months back. Yeah, just totally unplayable. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, that about covers it, except for... Um, this Bioshock rumor. Mm. Izzy, do you want to lead? So, Bioshock, yeah. Um, according to some rumor from someone on Twitter, because, um, you know, we only use the most verifiable of sources here, um, the Bioshock 4 is going to feature two warring cities, uh, one above, one below, um, engaged in a vertical war and it's been posted by this sort of like random it's called oops leaks i think the twitter account uh the account itself has been around for a while but it's literally when i when i looked at it, it only had 10 tweets they were all about bioshock um, oops leaks if it, i know Whoopsie, if rumors it, if it is fake the rumor which is you know like the most likely outcome uh then some work has actually gone into it like it everything they've they've posted looks like it like it looks like it could be part of the original design stuff for bioshock 4 hmm. um and it, it does corrupt like it it's in line with what we already know about the game but also what we already know about the game is all public knowledge so it it wouldn't be the hardest thing in the world to just fake this stuff hmm. but yeah you know we because... we don't need this what do you mean we don't need what? We don't need. We don't need a new Bioshock. We don't. Why? No. Why should we? Why? Why? <laughs> I, I it's like... only going to be more politically <laughs> ham-fisted than la the last one. Like, if that if that pitch is accurate, like two warring black and white ideologies across two cities. But no, what's maybe, weird? We're going to get involved because the IP is so big. To, to go into greater detail on like some of the reasons why this might not just be a oops leaks random sort of like person yeah. <laughs> some of the details of leak are actually kind of like okay like the fact that the the logo they use here what was it called again bioshock oh yeah bioshock isolation isolation which obviously after you know the pandemic and everything that'll 
that was apparently the name back in like 2017 like right at the sort of right. start of development and apparently they also shared what they claimed to be a um uh, a slide from the design from the pitch of the mm. game and the logo um, for that matches the one that you can find that they've like displayed somewhere i don't know exactly where but like they did it's the exact outline mm. it's like the exact same shape of the the like coming soon bioshock 4 logo that they've got on the um cloud chamber website yeah Ooh. so that's why it's the kind of thing that could be could be faked because they could have just taken that and like traced it in photoshop or whatever and like mocked up their own i i i love a good leak i'll be honest you know it's one of my favorite things just follow these even though they're like wildly yeah. untrue i just i just love that like anticipation uh but it is i'm fun playing detective i i'm veering on the side of i'd probably believe this like i don't really care enough to like fight otherwise but <laughs> it sounds right you know yeah and i think i think two cities would be cool i mean the like obviously rapture i think is just it's one of the most iconic video game locations ever now like it was just realized so well in um both the original games columbia i wasn't as sold on um i wasn't sold on infinite in general i was definitely one of the people who really bought into the hype and then the game just got changed so many times in development that when it finally you know launched i just it it just wasn't what i was expecting um i, I like all the bioshock i think it'd be cool but Bioshock has been completely unnecessary after the first one. It is the it is the uh, perfect example of just a franchise that should not exist. First game is a masterpiece. It had a story and it had something to say, and then they just sequelized it to yeah. shit. And none of those games should exist. You're telling me you don't love the grapple hook thing? That's so sky hook shot. Sky hook. Um, yes. It's so cool. But, yeah, because Bioshock 1 is still fearless. I don't think that they're, like, trash and playable games or anything. Like, they're better than every Sonic game. <laughs> yeah. God, they're going to hate uh, this. But they're, they're completely unnecessary. Mm. Um, and they're a, they're a shadow of the original. Uh, and I don't need to see any more, especially now that even... Uh, I'm going to... I mix their names up all the time. Ken, Ken Levine, Levine, Kevin, yeah. Ken Levine. Yeah. Ken, oh yeah, Ken. What's he up Ken. to? Wait, yeah, shit, he's got nothing to do with it. He's got nothing to do with this. Isn't I? I don't know if this counts as slander. Isn't he a bit of a prick? I thought I heard. I, I feel like I've heard some bad <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of behind the scenes drama. With yeah, he's with probably me. into NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Eric, it sounds like you just you don't love IP enough to me <laughs> <laughs> damn it he got me why is your ip like distilled i, I fucking love ip <laughs> yeah I yeah think... bioshock is ip distilled for sure what if they made um, that movie well, the part they're gonna get the parts of the caribbean man to do it that'd be cool i mean the original part of the caribbean was a great film so you know could be really cool but um so it's the original andy... bioshock <laughs> true um <laughs> andy kelly um one of our features editors, he wrote a piece on Bioshock 2 very recently um, that I read, saying like um, uh, something like the masterpiece nobody asked for. Um, uh. But I do really think it's Bioshock 2. I, I won't defend Infinite. Like, it was fine. It wasn't what I wanted, but it is what it is. Oh, this is it. Nobody wanted Bioshock 2, but it became a modern classic. 
Mm. And I do agree, like, it, it just it improved on the gameplay of the first in every way possible. It wasn't as... The story wasn't as enticing, and the... Obviously, like, returning to Rapture wasn't as good as discovering it for the first time. But as sequels go, I think it was very, very good still. I, I don't know if, like, saying... Like ninety percent of the elements are worse than the first, but the gameplay's a bit better. Would put it in my mind as a classic. Well, I know what you mean. I, I think I, I think I think Bioshock Two is a fine game, and it does a it does do some interesting things. I I still maintain that it is wholly unnecessary. Is anybody uh, really necessary then? Minerva's yeah. Den, though. Uh, that was cool. Uh, uh, for that. My memory of playing Bioshock Two is. Um, Okay, I'm gonna call the big sister now. I'm gonna put all my traps down. Oh, she's all the traps killed her. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to me. <laughs> I was that like, was, oh, so much for this giant battle. That was Bioshock One as well. Like once you had a few plasmids and like you'd upgraded some stuff, you just throw a load of turrets down, hack some stuff, and boom, big daddy. No, it was, was that it was no, that gathering was... bit near the end, but the whole game. Yeah. You know, I remember Bioshock yeah. while we doing Bioshock. I love movies. Bioshock too, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's not as good as the first one. Do you remember that like really creepy CG trailer they showed off to like reveal the game? Like this is yeah, I, 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 I was like I was like seven at the time. I've seen it since, and like the way they make plasmids look legitimately horrifying and painful. Mm, I've yeah. always loved. That's a weird thing to love, but it's like you know, it's not just like oh wow, zappy hand. It's like oh my fucking god, my hands on fire. Like how cool yeah, is that? That was that god, was describing really how good one horror. and two are just makes me realize how completely unnecessary Bioshock Infinite is. On to four. Yeah. Isolation. Hey, I uh, interviewed Jordan Thomas on this show, the director of Bioshock 2, and we oh, talked wow. about Bioshock a lot. That was uh, like four weeks ago. Cool. Did you tell him you don't think his game needs to exist? <laughs> he said it. He <laughs> said his game doesn't need to exist. In the interview. Yeah. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, well, we all just got outed for not listening to our own podcast. Man, what a great <laughs> podcast this is. Just We just really touch every base, don't we? We, we love everyone. We love IP. We love IP. I we love, love IP. gaming. Uh, I did have one more thing on my list here just to briefly touch on, but the Xbox Series S was the star of Black Friday. Do you all you you guys don't have Black Friday, do you? That's not Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I used to have to work it a lot. It's horrible. Okay. Everywhere has capitalism, Eric. <laughs> yeah, but nowhere is it as gross it is as it is in my country. Rapture oh, yeah, doesn't no, have the, capitalism. The, the US really perfected it. Rapture doesn't have capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have misunderstood those games. <laughs> uh, I bought an Xbox Series S on Black Friday. I'll admit it. Me nice. too. I went to a GameStop on Thanksgiving. Ooh. Let me defend myself. The GameStop is literally outside my front door oh <laughs> like, really you I are can gamer. see it from my house yeah i moved here specifically for the ease of access to games <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh i got done with dinner and i was just chilling out and i was like huh wonder if gamestop has any xbox series s's and you, did, you did your there. evening visit to gamestop yeah. <laughs> i said hey brian hey mark and they said, that's not, those aren't our names. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> so, um, yes, the Xbox Series S is a, a widely available console, which uh, is something I did not expect, especially when the X is uh, a unicorn. 
I, I guess I just I figured if people couldn't get an X, they just buy an S, and evidently they have because mm. it sold so well. But also, I can't believe it's so available. Yeah, because my brother bought one yesterday. Like he was messaging me, going like, "I finally got one. I'm ready for Halo." But he's <laughs> in the same situation. He couldn't find an X, so he just settled for an S. I mean, they were they were practically giving them away in um in game, which I guess is the UK equivalent of GameStop. I think they mm. actually might be owned by the same parent company. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, a few months ago, like in the summer, it was like trade in pretty much any um last gen console, and you'd get a huge amount knocked off the price of a Series S. Yeah, I've got the they just had a surplus. I've got the X, but then I saw the S and um, I bought that too. I don't know why. why. I don't know. George, because <laughs> I love IP. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the S is almost like irrelevant if you're in an X. Yeah. Yeah, but one's for one room, irrelevant. one's for the other. You know, one's like a in bed game guess, system. The other's like a TV. That makes more sense. Fair enough. I have my S plugged into the same monitor as my PC, so I basically just have two Game Pass machines <laughs> side by side. That's it. That's it's worse absurd. than mine. That's worse than mine. Come on. Yeah, no, I didn't need one. I just, I get a lot of Xbox review codes and I always have to be like, mm, do you have PC instead, please? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but don't they work for both? Like A lot of times, no. Really? Okay. Yeah, okay. a lot of times, no. Yeah, I I bought an S. I can't remember exactly when. It might have been back in summer, but it was when I was sort of, it was back when I was still freelancing, but I was getting more involved with this job. And I was like, it's becoming a bit embarrassing that I can't play any next-gen titles. Because, yeah. like, my laptop is hot garbage. Um, hot garbage. My PS4 is absolutely on its way out. PS5 is impossible to get. And, yeah, this was just... It was the cheapest thing. It was next-gen. Um, my housemate had Game Pass Ultimate anyway. I mean, we I know we at the game all love the value for money you get with the series s and game pass and i mean honestly at this point microsoft should just sponsor us but <laughs> yeah. I, I i can absolutely see why so many people bought it mm, because if you just if it's your entry into gaming there's nothing better than it yeah because yeah. like the average chip muncher doesn't care about 4k like <laughs> exactly it makes me uh, imagine a reality where it's the like the three hundred dollar Nintendo with Nintendo Game Pass and how like that how much that would like change the world. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> imagine know? a switch. It would never happen because Nintendo's too greedy. <laughs> yeah, it would never happen. Imagine. But that's the thing, uh, like it's not it's not even just that it's it's not just Xbox and Microsoft games. Like it's so much stuff. Like yeah, yeah. it's just, so much oh, stuff. it's just amazing. The, the value for money on Game Pass is yeah kind of mind blowing because my brother said, oh, I need to buy Halo. And I went, oh, it's on Game Pass. And he went, like, even the campaign, like, he's detached enough from gaming where this kind of stuff kind of shocks him. He's like, oh, like, the landscape's changed so much. Yeah. I think when you when people find out that Game Pass is just, like, Netflix or Amazon Prime, that it just it swings so many people. Like, why would you ever give that up? Why would you ever go back to paying, like... 40 50 60 70 plus pounds or dollars for an individual game where you can pay like 15 quid a month and just have access to everything like on day one as it's coming out 
every time uh, there's a deal for Game Pass Ultimate, like when they sell the cards at a discount or something, I always just buy as many as I can. And <laughs> I, I currently have an active Game Pass Ultimate subscription until March 2024. <laughs> oh, same. Mine's, I think we might have the exact same expiration date. <laughs> <laughs> and it costs three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> So when I was reviewing the console, I got sent like free 12-month codes, so I kind of just oh, gave wow. one to a family member and just piled them into my account. So like, oh, I'm good, I, for, I I'm good like as gravy for, for a while. <laughs> Y'all get any more of them codes, could you send some my way? <laughs> Let me send a few emails. I'll give maybe we could do them as giveaways. On, on oh, the yeah, Microsoft. At my old job, we gave away I think 500 12-month codes at our like, awards thing we did on a yearly oh, basis. Wow. That's cool. Jade, you're not allowed to talk about your old job. Yeah, I'm not. I'm lead features editor now, everyone. <laughs> Plug. Um, our last story of the day is uh, Jade King of the Gamer has been promoted to lead features editor. Woo. Uh, we're, we're... Hey, congratulations. Hello, everyone. Speech, 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 speech. Everybody's speech. supposed to join in. Speech, speech, speech. 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 Okay, I'm happy with myself, but nah. We, we're only going to get gayer and... Yeah. More daring, and uh, people keep sending me Slack messages who I've never heard of before, but they're all being very nice. <laughs> that's uh, that's how I got started writing features, just prodding Keen until he added me to the features channel. <laughs> <laughs> so it sent me like in a thousand word pitch, and uh, oh, Jesus. I'm happy for you, but I ain't reading that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that happened. I hope they're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> all right. That's the news. Let's take a quick break, and we will be right back with uh, our first listener question segment. We're talking about the most underrated games of 2021. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Last week, we asked for your most underrated games of the year on Twitter using the hashtag AskTheGamer. And we have a lot of uh, options here. But before we get into those, let's talk about our most underrated games of the year. Mm. Jade, what's on your list? Uh, well, <laughs> I love gaming. <laughs> I'm not stalling. I have a few. <laughs> One thing that came out very early in the year that I felt was somewhat overlooked was bravely default 2 like i don't that was think this it's... year okay yeah i think it was february or january maybe oh God, it was yeah but that it's a very by the numbers jrpg but in in that way that's quite appealing like it, it's like old school final fantasy and the fact that you're four central characters going mm -hmm. on an epic quest traveling in like a diverse open world grinding up levels and like learning mm -hmm. to love these characters I don't think it's as good as the first game, but it, it's it's comfy, it's gorgeous, and it's quite a lovely game to play that I think, because of when it came out in the year and in close proximity to Persona 5 Strikers, it kind of just faded away. Yeah. And it, it was a long game as well. Like As classic JRPGs are, it did feel like you were playing 10 or so hours before you really got into the meat of it. But I think, as a result, maybe... A lot of people overlooked it. What's the thing this year where like everything before March didn't happen? 
like Bowser's Fury, another another great game. That yeah, didn't Hitman Three. That was didn't yeah. Online. yeah. Weird. Uh, okay, George, give me one of yours. Uh, so one that I think has got quite overlooked. Uh, it, I guess it's relative, but Returnal. I think like even though it scored like really well and sold really well, like it seems to have just been left off of any game of the year lists at all. Even though it's like one of the best games this year. You know what I mean? Like same with Hitman way, Three. Like yeah. both of them. I think Returnal, the way it was marketed. Yeah, it might it might be it might be due to marketing. It might be because as people would say that other games are better. But then I look at something like Ratchet, which again I really I've said it a million times. I really like Ratchet, but it's so. I don't know, by the numbers, and then Returnal was just kind of daring. Uh, it, it's so daring that some people won't get through it because it didn't have a save system. Like, I, I think that gets points. Uh, it's just something I, really, I look really fondly back on. It's such a, like, year one new console game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, it's just destined to be one of those games that everybody forgets. Sucks, it's so good. And I think it being, like, Housemark is used to making games that normally retail for about £25 maximum, like stuff mm. like Resogun, Alienation, and stuff like that. And this was their first, like, over here it was £70, like it was treated as a serious AAA release. True. And I think that bit quite a few people, and mm. maybe it, that wasn't what it was intended to be, because mechanically, in terms of, like, what you do, it, it it's a roguelike in a similar way to, like, Hades or other games, which people have been... People hold it in much higher regard, but I think Returnal, I didn't beat it, but from what I did play, it does some really fascinating stuff with that genre, especially in regards to its storytelling and the atmosphere. Like that game is genuinely terrifying at times. Yeah. It's not even like, not just the fact that it, it does daring things, but the things that it does that are similar, like the roguelike element of it, it's so like, it feels so good to play. Like they've nailed the guns, yeah. they've nailed the movement, all of that. For me, it's like that. To to my money, I'd say there's no game this year that I like felt as good to play as Returnal. I think Maybe it was refreshing to have the lead character was refreshing as well because it was it was kind of just a middle aged scientist yeah. and a female one at that. Like she was jaded and had a history, which the game explains to you in a very non linear way. Like mm. you're very much left to make up your own interpretations about the story in some ways, and it's. I think like the atmosphere and the themes are as relentless as the gameplay, which mm. is like really, really hard. Like I can understand why some people bounced off it, but I as you it. said earlier, oh, yeah. like Bam. you're a gamer, George, like you beat it. But, <laughs> I'm but as you said earlier, like I feel like being able to save and quit in that game would arguably take away from what it does so well. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree that now. I'd, at the time I didn't, I was like, ah, this should have a save system. I'm so angry. And then I beat it. I was like, yeah, this would not have been as satisfying if I hadn't learned. Yeah, how to well, get imagine it. saving before the final boss and just be like, yeah, I'll come back. Like, yeah, I don't think no, that would work with Returnal. Hindsight, though, right? Uh, most of the games on my list are ones I've at least mentioned on the show before, but one of them I don't think we've ever talked about is uh, Beast Breaker. Do you guys know this one? You, ma you made that game up. <laughs> this, is a real, this is a real game that came out this year that's real good. It's a game uh, from an episode of NCIS. Peacebreaker, like. <laughs> <laughs> <Peace> <laughs> I played it on Switch. I think it's on PC too. Uh, and this is essentially uh, Pagel as a uh, fantasy RPG. You lost me, unfortunately. At Pagel, okay. you lost me, didn't Eric, I'm afraid. Are you serious? You're the only person in the world that doesn't love Pagel. Have you not I heard of Pagel? 
I, I remember Peggle 2, the E3 thing. But When you're like five years old when that happened. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I remember it. <laughs> it's the first thing I remember on this earth, I'll tell you that. Okay, so uh, in Beast Breaker, you're a little mouse, and uh, the titular beasts are basically made out of Peggle blocks. And you aim just like you would in Peggle, and you throw throw the yourself around and bounce around and fight these giant beasts with uh, a whole bunch of different weapons you the through progression you get like more uh gear more armor more stats different kinds of weapons uh and all the weapons like play very differently um it's sick i literally cannot I, imagine I, this game i gotta be honest with you i can't i, I cannot picture it <laughs> so it's top down and you're you're a, a tiny little mouse with a sword and you have a little targeting reticle. So you have like a line that shows your trajectory. And okay. you, you aim the mouse wherever you want. You aim it at different parts of the monster. The monster is like made out of pegs, like, like on a peggle board. And then when you activate him, he flies off and bounces around and knocks out pegs. And you're trying to get to the core of uh of each of these beasts and you only have so many turns and then the monsters get a turn where they attack and you want to make sure your mouse isn't in the like damage zones on the board or else the mouse takes damage uh it's a really cool evolution of peggle which is a series that uh unfortunately got eaten up by ea but it should be massive because peggle's a blast um but yeah, I mean, this isn't this isn't as like pick up and play simple as and intuitive as Peggle is. But if you if you if you love Peggle, this is a this is a good one to try out. What's next? What else you got, Jade? Speaking of being a blast, Cruising Blast is Ooh. oh got him is a Nintendo Switch exclusive racer that I don't have haven't seen a lot of people talk about. I saw Jeff Grubb like standing it on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, finally. People are starting to realize how like crazy and wild this game is. But Cruising Blast is essentially an old school racer, which I describe as burnout on acid. I think I described it that way in Slack. But it's essentially a kind of like a classic racer. Like you, you pick a vehicle and you ride through time trials, traditional arcade races, or Grand Prix. But it's just so absurdly fast, and it has ridiculous music, like self indulgent visuals and. The game moves so fast. You take out other cars with like you do takeouts in burnout. And the music is awful but brilliant at the same time. <laughs> like the visuals are overly fluorescent and tacky, but it's it, it all seems self-aware at how silly and over the top it is. Mm -hmm. And some of the tracks the Grand Prix are all themed after like a certain thing. Like there's one that's just filled with dinosaurs. Like these dinosaurs look like they've been doing cocaine, like the way they like run around, they've got weird spots on them, they scream, and then there's another there's another Grand Prix themed around are they like blizzards and hurricanes? And one of them just has two giant yetis like beating the shit out of each other as the main motif. And sometimes they'll smash the ground and you'll soar through the air, moving into other parts of the track. And oh god. Another one just has choppers chasing after you. There's another Grand Prix themed around UFOs. It's just ridiculous and brilliant in a way that few races have been in recent years. Like it knows it's just being fun and over the top and nonsensical. And that's so yeah. refreshing. And not a lot of people are talking about it, maybe because it's digital only on Switch and it's 
kind of like 30 quid so it's quite expensive but mm-hmm. that that game is so good like i've been playing it so much cruising usa is a arcade staple here anytime you go to like a dave and busters or or any old school arcade they always have cruising usa um so i'm surprised more people haven't latched onto this one because uh yeah it's a blast it's it's totally outrageous like you say um and it's just it's so almost like cinematic how wild these i know are. like oh my god it's so good you can you you can unlock a triceratops and it just drifts like a car and it's incredible <laughs> there's there's a track that has like an air show going on and when you like cross the finish line there's like a formation of jets that like fly over yeah there. and like uh like a bunch of streams of colors behind them and stuff that sounds cool. there, there's a london map with a london eye it's just bloody explodes and it's rolling throughout the map for the throughout the entire race and it's just i don't know it it nails that level of absurdity that few things do like it's ridiculous that you just laugh at it but you're just swept up in it at the same time it's so so silly but yeah that'll be on my game of the year list i think nice george you got another one uh so another one i mean i'm i don't think i'm picking very good stuff because like this is also up for one category in at the game awards but knockout city is so 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 good i love knockout yeah. city it's so fantastic like i think i wrote about it before but the way it turns competitive multiplayer into sort of like a dance like it's much less mm. about aiming and shooting it's more about like uh, psyching your opponent out and i just it, it once you once you learn it and once you've seen like a few matches of it it's just there's nothing else like it um i'm not big on my multiplayer to be honest like Halo Infinite and that are really all I've played multiplayer-wise this year, but it's a lot of hours for both because they're both really, really good. Yeah. Man, the hits in that game just feel so mm. good. Like, that, the plonk of the dodgeball when you when you nail somebody. It just oh, does it really cool. feel like they're just yeah. eating yeah. shit when you hit them? Okay, that's great. That's what I mean. Like, out. that, the noise, like, as well as the fact that you've had to, like, dance to get there, so you're like, oh, I'm going to throw it this way, I'm going to throw it that way, like, yeah. and then you hit it. It just feels like a, like a proper middle finger to them. It's great. It's so cool, Jay, because you have all these different techniques. It's not just like throwing the ball. Like you can throw it in all different angles. You can like lob it. You can curve it. But then you've got like fake outs. You can like pump fake. Oh, the ball cool. Okay. Because because you can catch it, right? And yeah. if you catch it, you're safe. Yep. So you want to try to get people into that catching cooldown so that they can't just yep. like. They think you're going to throw it, but then the last minute you do, and <laughs> yeah. they have no idea it's coming. The yeah. best, the best times in that game are when like two people who have like pretty good skill, they chuck a ball, and you're both catching it, and then you're both slacking each other out. You're both like spinning in the air, chucking it, and sometimes not chucking it, and you're still catching it, and it just gets so fast. It's actually like, then it's just luck. Every every time you catch the ball and throw it, it gets faster. Mm. So so if you're lobbing it back and forth between an opponent, the ball just gets faster and faster and faster until it's like <laughs> yeah. almost impossible to catch. Um, yeah, super fun game. Have you kept up with any of the season stuff? I know they're on season four now. I I did for a bit with season two, and then I dropped out three, but I saw that four has a new map. I'm like, uh, I did really like Knockout City. I should probably go back to it. But I'm, I'm kind of scared now because I'd be rusty. You know what I mean? Like I played it yeah. so much and got good, and now I would like I would have lost that. So we'll see. I might go back to it. Yeah. Season four is like UFO space theme. So I'm interested. Mm. How yeah. Much. It came to PlayStation Plus as well. I, I renewed oh, it. Nice. So I'm going to check this out. Oh, do, do. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It's a really fun game. Uh, okay. Another one on my list. Uh, my stuff is going to be obviously super niche at this point. Um, 
Muck. You guys know Muck? Excuse me? <laughs> Bangopods? No, the Pokemon? You would have heard of, you would have heard of uh, this game. This was the game that the YouTuber Danny made because of a comment, a YouTube comment that said that they couldn't, um, they wouldn't be able to make a game. And so they made this made this survival game by themselves. Uh, it's a free survival game on Steam, and it's a roguelike survival nope. uh, with, with multiplayer. Uh, I'm, I play, I've played a lot of survival games, mostly uh, Ark and Rust. Uh, and this is a very like low impact, uh, just like drop in, drop out kind of like no fuss survival game. So it's really fun change of pace. If you like that kind of like gather resources, build a house, survive the night kind of thing. Mm. Um, because you can play a game in like five minutes and it's just about surviving as long as you can. Uh, it's really silly. It's like low poly. Um, and it's really hard. It's like brutally hard. Um, but impressive that this like YouTuber just sort of said, sure, I can make a game and put this one out on Steam for free. And it's a, it's a ton of fun. I like Muck a lot. Um, let's do, let's do a couple more. What do you, what do you got, Jade? Uh, this is another game that came out early in the year and kind of faded into nothing, but also it's, it, it's super weeby. So I can see why people look down on it, but Atelier Riser 2 came out in January or February. And yeah, it's a sequel to the first game, which came to PS4. And this is very much more of the same, but like the characters are older and a little more mature. And it's just like a classic turn-based RPG, sickeningly cute, really relaxing. And kind of like at the start of the year when the pandemic was still a bit sucky, it was that kind of wholesome RPG that was really appreciated. I think it's not serious or over the top, like Persona 5 or Bravely Default 2. It's just, you just play like a tomboy who goes around gathering ingredients, making friends, brewing potions, and just going into ruins. It's, it's a really chill game. And I know the people who are fans of the franchise really loved it, but it's like a lot of Gus games. They can become derivative and a bit samey, but it feels like with this sub-series, I've been doing some really cool stuff. Mm. I can't believe you haven't played Ruin King yet. Everything on your list is turn-based RPGs. I bought it. I started it. Like I played like <laughs> 10, 20 minutes. And I, I got into the battle system and I thought, okay, th this is my kind of thing. Like yeah. immediately, because that that that's my shit. Like turn-based RPGs. Nice, nice. Uh, George, you got anything else? Uh, yeah. So another one from me would be uh, Demon Turf, which released fairly mm. recently. I think this was a couple mm, of weeks ago. Yeah. Actually. Uh, and that's just like flown by the time since that came out, but. It is one of the most satisfying when it's going full pace, which is what it tries to do, is just be like this really fast, like speedrunner, sort of like focused platformer. And when it does that, it is there's nothing else like it. It is so so good. Um it's probably just missed my like game of the year list, just because it does try to do a few more like sometimes it says, Oh, here's a puzzle, or more often, oh, here's combat that's really bad. Um yeah. and I, I hate those bits, but the bits it does well mixed in with like the really awesome music, the really awesome graphics. It's just so, so cool. Um, mm. That seems to have flown under like everyone's radar, which is a shame, but that's really great. Um, okay. Uh, I've, another one I've got, I think I've mentioned it, but I don't think I've talked about this enough. Phantom Abyss. Sounds familiar. Rings a bell. Hmm. Uh, so Phantom Abyss is the um, first person parkour 
dungeon explorer thing. Oh, is it in the um, ruins? Is is it that one? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That the, this game with the, the rope. With the rope. Yes. Yeah. This game's yeah. cool. Yeah, I have played this. Uh, Phantom Abyss is super cool. So the the conceit is that you are running through these dungeons, um, trying to dodge traps and get to the treasure at the end, but only one person uh, in the world will ever claim will ever play that level and claim that treasure so when you die other people get the opportunity to play that dungeon and they'll see you like as a ghost like as a time trial ghost running through the dungeon so every time you play the game you're you'll play it with a bunch of ghosts of other players that tried and failed That's to cool. finish that level yeah. And so, you know, when you finish the level, you're the only person that's ever done it and ever will do it. Mm. Um, that's a really then, cool idea. Yeah. It's yeah, such a cool idea. And there's so much strategy too to, to playing with these ghosts because you get to see the mistakes they made. And you also get upgrades that relate to those players. Like for instance, there's a, a whip you can get that um, will fill your health as long as you're uh, within a certain distance from a ghost. So it, it makes you adopt a play style where you're running as close as possible to the ghost, which is mm -hmm. more dangerous, right? Because if you lag behind them a little bit, you can see the mistakes they made and try to avoid the traps that they fell to. Um, yeah, really cool game. It's a cool style and it's early access. Um, so normally I wouldn't necessarily mention that as like a 2021 game, but it feels very much like a finished game that they're just going to keep adding new dungeons, new trap styles, like a uh, new variety to, because they're procedurally generated. So you eventually do start seeing the same layouts over and over. Um, but it's a game that's just going to like keep getting bigger and bigger. So uh, yeah, you've got a whip that you can, if you like whip a wall or any surface, you'll, you'll um, like zip up to it. Mm. You kind of, you kind of like fly around with this whip. But that's all you really have. You, uh, it's you know roguelike style, so you, you get currency as you run through the dungeons, and then there's stopping points where you'll choose upgrades like higher jump or less fall damage or stuff like that. I've definitely um, seen it yeah. around. That rings a bell. Um, really fun. Before we move on, just because it's literally popped into my head, then uh, my biggest nomination for most underrated game would be Neo: The World Ends of You. I know that's like a fairly commercial release like obviously it comes from square yeah. enix but again it's it's how i feel about knockout city where like people know about it but it's so 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 good at what it does like i think it deserves more recognition and to see it like be completely shunned from rpg list despite being ah so heartfelt so fun like such a good yeah game. why do you why do you think that is I, it didn't sell well either no i think well square enix didn't market it for one they were just like they announced no, it like this is coming very much just kicked out yeah and yeah. Uh, it sucks that it suffered that fate but like at least it's a fantastic game in my opinion uh, if you haven't played that then that would be my one one game this year mm. you have to play some other ones i've talked about a lot already are uh industria that is the um single player first person shooter sort of like half-life style it's only four hours long that one's really cool um lemnis gate which is the uh, 1v1 time loop hero shooter. I'm not going to get into what oh, all God, that means right start, now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that game is a blast, and it's on Game Pass. Really love that one. Uh, 
Anybody else have some quick hits before we go into the the listener portion? Uh, Little Nightmares 2. I felt like Mm. that's a very solid game that kind of fell by the wayside in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then, hmm, I'm trying to think. Bowser's Fury. That's Nintendo, but it it also feels like it came out early in the year and like not a lot of people played it. Uh, Hitman 3. Again, like another really Mm. big game that somehow is kind of ignored. Uh, East 9. Monstrum Nox. I don't know if you guys have played East. That's really good. That's like an RPG. Action okay. RPG. Really cool. Um, it's been a pretty good year, you know? Fortnite? I think so. Fortnite's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Immortals Phoenix okay. Rising. That technically counts for this year, according to the no. TGA things. Oh, it's a good game. I yeah, like right. the game. Good game. If you turn the dialogue off, yeah. <laughs> World Ubisoft games. So underrated. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, over on Twitter, uh, people use the hashtag AskTheGamer to tell us some of their underrated games. And uh, let me go through a few of them right now. Uh, Andrew Orozco says Eastward. It's an aesthetically beautiful game. Go play it. Hmm. Did anybody here play Eastward? Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. That's a game that went under the radar in a a rather criminal way, I think, because... I think visually and in terms of like the music and stuff, it was hyped up a lot ahead of release. And it very much just feel like it came out and not a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah. It, I know Keen reviewed it and said it was really, really long. Yeah, it is long. It's it's very much like a classic RPG in a similar vein to stuff like Earthbound or mm. even, yeah. even A Legend of Zelda Link to the Past in terms of how it does combat and exploration. But it, it is an old it is a long old game, but I feel like the characters in the story managed to carry it in a lot of ways. Uh, Andrew McMahon says, Unsighted and Before Your Eyes. Um, I'm playing Unsighted right now. This is a uh, top-down hack-and-slash, sort of like Hades-style gameplay, but it's like a cyberpunk aesthetic pixel no. art. Um, it's so game cool. Pass, right? I'm not sure. I'm playing it on Switch. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm um, getting it mixed up with something else. I, I am not too far into it, but I just got to a part that basically it gave me a timer to beat the game. It's got like a Majora's Mask thing going on. Oh. Um, so yeah, I, I, don't, I can't say too much about it, but the aesthetic is really cool and the combat is uh, a lot like Hades, if you like mm. Hades. Uh, and then Before Your Eyes... That's nominated for at least one game award. That's the the one that uses your webcam, right? To see, oh, yeah. See, if but when you when you blink, the images on the screen change to reflect the story. So it, it it's unlike any other game I've ever played in a lot of ways because you, you just blink naturally, like you don't realize when you do. So the story progresses in a way where you'll want to keep your eyes open to watch a certain moment or. That's not see what happens to a certain character in this part of their life but obviously when you blink and the webcam registers that you can't like you you move on i suppose if you're being poetic about it much like life moves on like the moments <laughs> you want to savor are fleeting and the game blink takes those away it. from you yeah, yeah blink and you miss it they, they should have called it that but <laughs> yeah this that game's very cool and like we said it it similar to eastwood like it got some buzz but it passed a lot of people by yeah. Uh Josh Prabwell said uh Wise Nine. East East Nine. Yeah, that's the one I was East? on about earlier. Yeah. East Nine. Wise. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, okay, that's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, maybe. it's it's a weird. Like, don't laugh it. at me. It's YS. How how? <laughs> it's not obvious. Okay, no, and then obvious. also another one I can't pronounce. Atelier Rise, which is what Jay was talking about. Right? Yeah, Atelier Rise Two. That one got a couple mentions. Uh, Connor Donovan said Tormented Souls, an absolutely perfectly crafted love letter to classic survival horror. Those that played it, myself included, seem to revere it. Voting it our game of the year over even Ari Village. Yet not that many people seem to know it. I have no idea what this is. Tormented Souls. It sounds vaguely familiar. I, I'm In my head, I think of the one that's like a war game that looks like a PS1 game. I'm getting it mixed up with something else, I think. But that also begins with a T. Uh, okay. Well, check that out. Uh, Chris said Voice of Cards, which is interesting. I remember this one... What what franchise is this? It's Yokotaro, but it's not. Yeah, it's not a franchise. Right. It's like his own original thing or something. Okay, it's I had good things about that. Game. Yeah, um, yeah, that looks cool. It just has a really long, unwieldy name, right? Yeah, like voice of cards, dragon, Isle dragon roars or something. Yeah. Uh, Charlie says, Cyber Shadow came and went. I had a lot of fun. I didn't see a ton of hype. That's like the Ninja Cyber Gaiden one, right? Yes, I think so. Side-scroller, Ninja. I think I played this. I don't even remember it. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I remember playing but... it off that for like 20 minutes. But I heard good things about that as well. It Just came out before March, so it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how games work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Austin J. Ernst says, Little Nightmares 2 completely improved on an already stellar first yeah. title with the sequel. Really good game. The opening sequence environment in that game alone is worth your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Doom Jazz gave me a list here. Alekhead, Carve, Genesis Noir, and Backbone. Of those, I only know Backbone. Backbone Genesis Noir rings a bell. Backbone, uh, I have not finished. It is the detective animal side-scroller noir th- thing. It's also on Game Pass. Uh, and I to understand that it takes a wild left turn at the halfway point and becomes something completely different that's really controversial. Not like 12 minutes, so, right? <laughs> no, it's but it's definitely a love it or hate it Ooh, uh, kind of game. Uh, okay. Uh, Mafalda says, I would say Unbound Worlds Apart. A bit short, but very beautiful. A lot of games I haven't played. Uh, I don't know this one. Unbound Worlds Apart? No, doesn't ring a bell for me either. Yeah, I love it because we all sound really surprised when we don't know it as if this isn't like the underrated game section. Yeah, yeah that's making, kind of the point. They're making that. these up. Like, what's what's occurring? <laughs> yeah. uh, Vic T Blast says no more heroes three. Yes, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, um, Seth Seth Palmer said uh, you already know my answer, and then a GIF of a game I don't recognize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> let me have a look. Yeah, I need I need to look as well. Well, we'll circle back to that uh, while you guys look it up. Um, Gotta be Henry said Outriders, and then oh, I recognize that game. Period. What is that game? Uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, oh, Guilty Gear, right, right. It's right. an anime girl. It could be anything. Yeah, for real. Uh, yeah, uh, Outriders. You know, okay. Uh, and then that game came out this year. That exists. I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, but wait, there's more. Um, Seriously, Average Gamers says uh, Omno. 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 That Omno's great. Barely seen anyone mention it. 
Uh, Keen reviewed it, but it oh. is on Game Pass. Uh, oh, that does look familiar, actually. Oh, is that the shooty shooty game? <laughs> that, that's, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I subbed this review. Like, I don't know. Omni's uh, nuts. Chris Moyes says Fist and Tales of Iron are two of the year's best that unfortunately dropped alongside Major League releases. Uh, James loves Tales of Iron. That's Fist. that rat Metro. Yeah, game. the rat yeah. game. Fist is the one that rabbit. Fist is on Game Pass as well, I think. Yeah, I heard that was pretty. Was cool. that a lie? I don't know. Everything's on Game Pass to me. Uh, 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 Chris Schilling says Artful Escape, yep. which is nominated for like six game awards. And Never we heard love, of it. We Hardly under, it. underrated. Uh, Jack Atrid says Inscription. Uh, yes, Inscription's great. Inscription's great. Also nominated for one award for Best Indie. Um, okay, here's a list from John Bales. I think any of these would be worth a look. Road 96. Road 96 is very good. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. Okay, what is that? Uh, it's essentially... you. Uh, it's political, so I'll start there. You are a hitchhiker who is making their way across a fictional country, which could very much be a stand-in for modern America. You're trying to reach the border and get out of the country and start a new life. But it, it's like a procedurally generated adventure with a few key characters. And you have to make decisions, make money, and kind of like reach the border without being caught, being killed, or something happening to you. And mm. the storyline plays over, plays out basically in a series of different vignettes where you're free to explore the environment, talk to people, interact with objects. And you are, the game is designed for you to die because you will continue meeting the same characters as different people and building relationships with them and learning more about them and then inevitably crossing the border but it mm. all depends on what decisions you make and i don't think this game is particularly subtle or nuanced in the way it explores like political displacement and like talking about minorities like the american economy and stuff like that but it, it does explore them in a way that's really honest and lovely Cool. Well, yeah, but that that game is good. It's not amazing, but it's definitely one game that was overlooked and does some cool stuff. Because I think it was in a direct at one point, and people thought it, it looked was, cool. But, yeah, but like a lot of games, it was overlooked. Now you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember what that is. Uh, John also said Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, Grifflands, Ender Lilies, Mondune. The Eternal Cylinder, Curse of the Dead Gods, Eldest Souls, The Legend of Tian Ding, Minutes Violence, and Hoa. Wow. Wow. John knows his underrated games. I I've never of, heard of... I mean, I've heard of a couple of these, but... Same. I sort of feel like this. all of the submissions we've got so far make me feel like maybe Returnal, Knockout City, <laughs> and Neo weren't exactly underrated. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is very <laughs> underrated. I will have you know. Uh, Sean Davies says Sunlight from Krillbit I, some people have to be messing with us with sunlight, <laughs> yeah that sounds like Moonlight, <laughs> fro moonlight from Fangshaw like that's a fucking video game uh, Before Your Eyes Labyrinth City Omno Golf Club Wasteland Golf Club Wasteland and Rainbow Billy Rainbow oh, Billy Rainbow Billy's kind of cool yeah 
I, I'm, I'm waiting for the moment where someone says like one game, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, that's the one. But it yeah. Mister um, like said, "Before two. your eyes, surprisingly affecting life story where you blink controls jumps in times. You want to keep your eyes open and live in a moment you can't hold on to, or you snap your eyes shut to reject a memory that hurts." Ugh, so good. Yeah, yeah a lot of people for before your eyes. Um, a lot of people have mentioned Mondune. Am I saying that right, Munduan? Yeah, I've heard of that. It's a horror game, right? How do you spell it? M-U-N-D-A-U-N. Uh, Ryan Stevens says, Mundoon, Littlewood, Boomerang X, Eastward, and Toem. I've heard of Toem. Isn't that the photography one? Yes. Yes. Wow. So many games this year. Uh, Alan Wen also says Toem. Toem really should have been this year's a short hike. Lost Judgment also got lost in the award scrum. Tales yes. of Arise has apparently been one of the series' most successful, but I don't hear it getting talked about. I think that's fair. And also Cruise and Blast. Uh, Daniel Camillo says, Zune Yoon Sword 7 got little to no attention from gaming media while it's very engaging storage of an RPG released worldwide. Uh, Ryan Irvine says wild at heart. I almost got this on switch the other day. This is the, a 2d Pinkman like, no, it looks like, uh, owl house or one of those Disney shows. Yeah. It has sort of that owl house aesthetic and it plays like Pinkman. Uh, but, like, this is this... down. I don't think I'm wrong, but I think this is on Game Pass. You have said that a lot, though. <laughs> it's all on Game Pass. I'm going to look this one up, because I think it is. Man, there are a lot of, like, a lot of games, you know? Boy, oh, there sure are a lot of games. I was really expecting, like, the same three or four ones, like, over and over, and then we'd all be like, okay, yes, we know Psychonauts 2 is underrated, but no, there's some, <laughs> there's some, there's some good picks. <laughs> the one that's nominated for Game of the Year? It is on Game Pass. <laughs> okay. Did you figure out what Mundoon is? Uh, it looks like... I googled it. It looks like a grayscale first-person horror game. Okay. That's my kind of thing. There's a goat's head. It looks very morbid. Ooh. It looks cool. Oh, no, the goat's your friend. He's not dead. But the aesthetic um... was very cool. I've not played it, though. Lewis Parker says, I absolutely loved Scarlet Nexus. Uh, even though it got pretty good reviews and okay sales, I barely heard anything about it. Mm. I saw some places online already selling it for ten euro madness. Jesus, it's, I, I reviewed that game and forgot I reviewed it. <laughs> someone said, I think it was on this podcast. Someone was like, "Oh yeah, Scarlet Nexus," and they went, "You reviewed that shade," and I was like, "Did I?" <laughs> Can't remember. But that game's fine. Uh, oh, this is one I mentioned. I totally forgot about. Uh, Doom Eternal Ancient Gods Part 2 was also this year. You scared, oh, yes. you scared me into thinking Doom Eternal was this year then. I was like, oh my yeah. god. The uh, the grand finale to Doom Eternal was this year. And it was very good. I think the the last boss was bad, but I think most of the Doom bosses have been bad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Ancient Gods Part 2 kicks ass besides that. Uh, and that's, I think, covers it we talked about a lot of games 
Um, Before Your Eyes yeah. seems like a standout one. Before Your Eyes was mentioned a lot. Isn't that isn't that up for Games for Impact at the TGS? It is. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yeah. So I can talk about yeah. Psychonauts too. Come on. <laughs> Just let me arrive. Underrated. <laughs> you can't say a Game of the Year contender is underrated. It's, ga- it's Game of the Decade. Okay. So I'm, I just saw your tweet where you explained that Psychonauts 2 is underrated. Some people are like, oh, It Takes Two is indie. It's like, no, it fucking isn't. It's published by EA. <laughs> um, okay, great. Thank you all for your underrated submissions. That's our show for the week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new show and a brand new topic. We want to know what are your favorite Halo moments? You can reach out to us on Twitter using the hashtag AskTheGamer. You can email me, eric.s at thegamer.com, and tell us your favorite moments from the series, whether it's the campaign or the multiplayer, anything memorable. Uh, We will be discussing that next week as well as a wrap-up of the Game Awards. See you then.